Welcome to episode 134 of Those Millennials Podcast. Today, I am your humble, gracious, grateful, highly favored host, Kay the Classic. I'm here with my nearest and dearest, my boys and friends in real life. Rail's here. Rail, how you doing? How you feeling? How's your, how's your pockets? How's your mental health, man? It's Gucci, man. It's been a rough week. <laughs> it's been a rough week. And uh, we are joined by our first time special guest, Matt G. Welcome to the pod. Uh, we Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Th- thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Jarrell, for having me on the pod. I'm I'm honored. Usually, I'm the one hosting people. Now I'm a guest. It's a it's a breath of fresh air. So I appreciate yeah. it. No, no. Thank you. We had we 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 wanted to extend the invite. We talked about it for the longest. I know you went on Jarrell's pod and did some one on ones, and Jarrell's been over there. Well, before up top, please promote your podcast because I was really effort. Please promote your podcast up top. Sure. Um, my podcast is called Off the Dome with Matt G. It's a sports podcast where I talk about the biggest headlines in sports, mainly NBA and NFL. And we just have a sponsor called Brain Fuel. It's like the best energy drink possible. And just a quick shout out. If you use my discount code of DOME20, that's D-O-M-E 20, you get 20% off of each order for all Brain Fuel drinks. And typically I would have my... Uh, mentee on my podcast his name is jordan he's a young bright kid goes to the university of illinois and i bring him on as i consider him a, a, an older mentor and i also a debate partner where i just like you know win one-on-one debates with him constantly but it's a good exercise for me and uh, he's a good kid and uh i talk mainly at nba and nfl and some other the other big headlines out there so if those of you that are listening to this podcast want to listen to some other podcasts, like in your spare time, the podcast is called Off the Dome with Matt G. You can look it up on Spotify, and I'm sure, Kevin, you'll post the link for what it is after that. So Absolutely. Spread the word. Absolutely. Spotify exclusive, you guys, for all you Spotify's listeners. It's also not just on Spotify. It should be no. clear. It's also on Google Podcasts and Apple nice. Podcasts. Hey, too. all right. Sick. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're like I said, we're glad to have you on, uh, be, making us smarter because I have to deal with Rail every episode. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, he he's he's been great. Uh, debatable. All right. So first and foremost, I'd like to thank all our listeners, all our loyal listeners on YouTube, uh, Spotify, as he just mentioned, Apple Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Thank you for our listeners. We appreciate you guys for for rocking with us for all this time. Um. First and foremost, I want off to talk about this off top so we can just move on. This is going to be a sports-dominated podcast, but I'd be remiss if I did not bring up the sad, sad news that happened in Houston, the passing of takeoff uh, in uh, in Houston from you know from from the Migos. Um, thoughts, prayers, condolences. I know Atlanta's hurting right now to his fans, family. Uh, it was a sad, sad day yesterday, so I just want to talk about that up top and if you guys want to talk about anything before we move on because i don't like some i just want to bring that somber news up up top and then we can move on if you guys don't have anything else to say right um i, I i'm a big fan of migos i mean i've listened to their music when i work out and just 
just to hang out with friends at like parties and pre-games. And I love takeoff. And I, he was like, he was my Quavo is the main guy, but I also really love takeoff as well. And it's a shame, like all these amazing artists like Nipsey Hustle and, and uh, takeoff and so many others just get it just dying like every day. And, um, and young Dolph as well. I mean, it's just a shame that all these great, powerful artists are just dying like every minute, every day. It's just, it's not right. Um, shows what kind of world we're in right now where a bunch of these icons just pass away, but we can't forget the music and their impacts. I mean, we just simply cannot in any way, shape or form. And I'm always going to listen to Culture uh, 2. I mean, that's my favorite of the Migos albums. And, um, you know, they, they're great and they they perform well with Drake. They, and he's like, they're never going to be the same without, without takeoff. I can tell you that much. So it's just a shame though. Rest in peace. To a, Rest a in R.I.P. for sure. Ro, do you have anything to say or are you just, no, no, <laughs> understandable. All right. So we got that out of the way. Thoughts, prayers, and condolences to his friends, family, loved ones. Uh, and we're going to move on from that. All right, so starting up top, as we always do, we're going to talk about Rail. Rail's going to do his, his parlay in the NFL for the week, so you guys can try to win some money. Rail, remind the audience what your record is, because I always forget your record for your parlays. Nobody's counting at this point. So. <laughs> this must be bad. <laughs> okay, so what's your parlay just, of the week, man? Let's just say last week, the Broncos hit. Well, I hit two last week. Broncos hit. Um... No, I actually I went one and two because Jets and Giants didn't. But let me give you my parlay this week. Yes, please. Um, let me give me one. Give me one second. I got this. It's a oh three my team. God. You were supposed to be ready for this. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. Oh I'm sorry. God. All right, all right. Give me. I'm I'm going with my mistress team. You're gonna have to buy two points. I'm taking the. I'm taking the Jets plus fourteen. They they fucked up last week, but the. the Trust me, guys. Just take the Jets this week. <laughs> take the Jets. Jets plus fourteen. Um, also, we got we got to buy some points on this. My other team that I like this year, the Falcons plus five and a half. Chargers are not covering that. And give me what was my last pick? Seattle plus four. So that'll be so Seattle. So Seattle plus four. Falcons plus five. And Jets plus 14. Those are my three-team parlay. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I mean, I, I could I could honestly see, like, the Falcons covering because the Chargers are very injury-prone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Keenan Allen's never healthy. Mike mm-hmm. Williams is going to be out for an extended period of time. Their main target is Gerald Everett. Mm-hmm. I mean, works well for my fantasy team because I have him starting this week because Kittle is, has a bye. He's going to work well. Uh I yeah, I like your parlay. I, I gotta say, you have a shot. I give you. Yeah, a I mean, I mean, it, the only reason why I give the all, mind you, I buy the two points because if you're gonna go underdog parlay, always buy the points at the max. You know, like if you're just gonna go underdog, just buy the points. It's like security when you know, if especially if you're if you're getting points, so just buy the security. But those are my three teams. Yeah, not bad. I don't mind it. All right, so since we're on the topic of NFL, uh, Rel and Matt, I want you guys to tell me which the NFL trade trade deadline just passed. Which trade was the biggest? Which one will you think will may have the biggest impact for the final stretch of the NFL season? I think um, 
that already happened. It didn't happen yesterday. I think it happened with Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that one, yeah. Okay. Because if Jimmy G can do anything, now Jimmy G is always max, there's always limitation with quarterbacks like Jimmy. And I argue with B every day about this. Shout out to Brian, fuck you, B. Um, uh, Straight shot. Uh, Christian McCaffrey said he just do caught one, threw one, and passed one this past weekend. That's Kyle Shannon, triple crown, triple yeah. crown. <laughs> Kyle Shannon, and mind you, he beat the Rams, and the Rams had a bye the previous week. So, like, Kyle Shanahan was cooking some shit, and he didn't have Debo. Now, this all could mean nothing because once the Rams play him in the playoffs, if the Rams make it to the playoffs, the Rams could possibly beat him again. But it just, I think the best trade was the Christian McCaffrey because Kyle Shanahan's an evil genius. I, I I with you on the McCaffrey trade, although when we talked about it on my podcast, I had a little bit of um, apprehension about it because of his injury history and because of the Niners themselves have had injury history, but I never questioned his talent. But if we're going to base it based off of the trade deadline day yesterday, a move I really liked, and I'm not just saying this because I picked up this defense for this week. <laughs> but I, like I this really, but keep going. <laughs> but but I really love the Bradley Chubb pick uh, trade for the Miami Dolphins because I think that makes them. I knew they were good before the that move, but their defense in up front was a little shaky. Their corners were very good, but now they provide one of the best edge rushers in the league with Bradley Chubb, and this makes them a legit contender in a lot of different ways. Imagine this. Bradley Chubb, Melvin Ingram, like as your edge rushers, that is a good defense. And they've already been good against the run, but against the pass, they're a little suspect. Now you provide good edge rushers and it really will help them out. And the, the offense is when healthy with two has been great. I mean, if they, once they won every game he's played, that's a full game. They've won. I mean, I don't count the Cincinnati game where he got concussed right. and obviously he missed the other two games. So he's been great. Jalen Waddle's been phenomenal. So is Tyreek. And, but the question was like, could they get in game pressure now with the Bradley Chubb move? I seriously think they can. I think that was like a home run for the Miami dolphins. In, the, in my opinion, I agreed. No argument here. Um, all right. It's time. Okay. It's time. <laughs> let, let, let's set the stage properly. Um, that list today. I always forget my not list. Thank you. Thank you. So for those who are not familiar, uh, I do a not list of top topics that we're not going to talk about on the show today. But since today we have Matt, they're all mostly sports related. I have a couple that aren't sports related, but I'm going to get into my night. Were you eating Twix? What are you doing? Anyway, um, <laughs> I had no trick or treaters, bro. I'm on the candy. What's happening right now? All right. So I had all the trick or treaters. I got no candy yesterday. Yo, that's why you got candy. All right, so number one on my net list, we are not talking about Elon Musk's plans to charge $8 per month for verified accounts on Twitter. None of us are verified, so none of that matters to us, but I, Elon's yeah, already is. trying to switch some shit up on Twitter, so whatever. Uh, number two, we are not talking about Daniel, uh, Daniel Snyder. Uh, I'm sorry. Dan Snyder hires Bank of America to sell Washington professional football team because I'm never calling them the commanders. No, that's a, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. <laughs> it's about damn time. Yeah. Uh, number three on the not list. Becky Hammond is uh, head coach of the reigning uh, 
Las Vegas Aces will be covering the NBA for the for, uh, for the season until April when she comes back to coach for the Aces. I think that's a really good hire. We need more women, especially women in basketball, talking about basketball. I love that. Good job, ESPN. Somebody's accomplished as her talking hoop. I love that. No arguments here? Nobody wants to? No? No? Okay. Awesome. Oh, all good. Uh, number four, we're not talking about Cameron talking shit about Ben Simmons because we're going to get to Ben Simmons in a little bit. Oh, believe me, we are. <laughs> uh, and I think that's it. Only have four this week. So thank you for anybody that enjoys the not list. Uh, please send questions for the not list. If you got stuff that suggest stuff that we should kind of sort of talk about on not list. All right. It's time to talk about a team that's two and six. <laughs> the most polarizing two and six team shit polarizing they're the most <laughs> unlikable two and six team. most unlikable team in nba history a team that from the beginning that i if you would have told if you bet on this team's plus or minus during before the season start i thought you were crazy because this team the chances of this team imploding was high and we are two weeks it's been two weeks in the NBA calendar. Season writers, it's been three weeks. It's been about two weeks, right? Exactly. It's been 14 two days. Two weeks in the NBA season, and this team is already reached CNN levels. So, if you don't know, if you're been living under a rock, Kyrie Irving said some anti-Semitic shit from a stupid movie that I'm sure Matt and Jarrell will talk about. Uh, Steve Nash has been fired. Let go um for reasons that are still unclear uh rail has been calling steve nash a ball roller for them since his entire ten tenure which you know part of me is like nah he had this coming <laughs> this was me and scandy in my last year um it was just I'm, a matter of time <laughs> and that's before i even talk about kevin durant just recently yesterday when they played who'd they play yesterday the bulls the bulls the even kill bulls uh making comments after post game saying i'm being it's not fun being guarded by five guys ring a little bit of alarm bells going off right there um there's so much here all i because i know we're going to talk about this for a while all i ask for when i i throw it to you matt right now to talk about it is save kevin durant for last because i got bars and stuff to say about kevin durant but like where would you like to start do you rather want to talk about Steve Nash, the firing Steve Nash. Um, so I'll talk about the most recent thing before I, I have a, I'll have a whole lot to say about Kyrie Irving. Please. A lot to say, but I'm going to start with Steve Nash first. Okay. Because that's, that was sort of like the more recent news. Yes. So look, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of saw, I was not surprised. I was not surprised. I kind of thought it was going to happen. I just didn't think it happened like now, like, eight games into the season, season. seven, seven, eight games, whatever the case was. I mean, look, he was literally a sheep fed to the lion's den. I mean, Kevin Durant wanted him because he was like a consultant with the golden state warriors. Um, And Steve Kerr just recently, I read an article before I came on the podcast just now, he said nothing but good things about Steve Nash. That's fine. I mean, I don't, don't know how he did as a consultant. That's one thing, but unfortunately Steve Nash has the kind of personality where it's not demanding like say a doc rivers. It's not demanding like a Greg Popovich. It's not a demanding personality where players respect you like a Ty Lue personality. He just doesn't have that. 
He's a player's coach to a fault. And unfortunately, like he didn't, he was under a no win circumstance pretty much because if he, if the Nets were doing great, that was all because of the players and the talent they had. And if it wasn't, it was all going to be his fault. And unfortunately, I mean, you couldn't have given him the worst possible, like prima donna divas pop pop that you cut you could have i mean kyra irving since day one since the first year he got hired he said on kevin durant's podcast i believe he said when i look at this at what we have we don't need a coach i'd be like what like you both wanted him and yet you said like yeah i, I, I we don't we don't need a coach all of us could coach i could coach kevin could coach we could we could coach like right. That's one of the stupidest things I've heard. Nah, well, he my only pushback is he probably of, see he probably saw an ex Steve to draw up a play, and it would just hey, KD, stop, get the man. Ball. Steve Nash wasn't <laughs> Steve Nash was being praised the first year with the team, mind you. They had Harden on the team, and they what? were just the most explosive offense ever. Yeah, unfortunately, his that's what that's what came about, and the it didn't help that. For a first-time coach, you had to deal with Kevin Durant. I mean, he's not like a prima donna, like say, like as far as causing cancer to the team, but like he, he's still with his social media burner accounts. And the fact is, you're gonna have to deal with that off the court. That's a little too much. And it, there's so much pressure when you coach a guy like Kevin Durant, and with the media you that surrounds him, you're sort of sort of walking on eggshells with Kevin Durant. And it didn't help. Well, the Harden thing, it was mainly so that he and that Harden didn't like Kyrie and didn't like the fact that he was missing a lot of time that that first year. And he didn't like the fact that he I don't blame James Harden that much. How he handled the exit, I don't support at all. But I mean, you don't blame him at all. I don't. I mean, he how he handled the exit. I kind of. OK, that but. Yeah, he does deserve blame. I'm not saying he doesn't okay. deserve blame. He came into that second season with the Nets completely out of shape. But I could understand why he would want to leave. I could understand that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not giving him a pass or anything, but I could at least understand where he was coming from. Okay. But the but the Ben Simmons thing, I mean. I didn't even mention look, Ben Simmons in my little intro. I Continue mean, though. look, this guy is relegated to just a certified role player now. I mean, there was the shot that he had against the Dallas Mavericks where he airballed the layup like three feet in the lane. I was saying, what? Did he just forget how to play basketball? His confidence is shot. It's completely shot. shot. And you had to deal with that, Steve Nash did. And a guy that missed a whole last year because he hated the situation he was in with the Sixers and he mentally wasn't right. And then you had Kyrie to deal with. And we're going to talk about the comments he said a little later, because I have so much Mm -hmm. I want to say about that, but getting to Kyrie as the basketball player, you had to deal with him wanting to miss time. You had to deal with him mostly being a part-time player. Nash's second season with the the vaccination. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, that's um, right. First of all, in Kyrie's minor defense that I think that's kind of weird, that whole vaccination ruling or whatever in the state of New York, but still, I mean, he chose not to get vaccinated and that did put that team in a bit of a tough, which ultimately drove Harden away because he was like, yo, I didn't sign up to for this. Right. (laughs) 
Right. So, I mean, that had a big impact on it. And, and Steve Nash, he was – that was, there was not a worse job he could have had. And I, if he got fired, I mean, look, we all don't want to get fired from our own perspective jobs. But if there's one job I would have loved to have been, like, let go from, it would have been that job. Because you had to deal with so many different personalities and three divas. One of them is a diva like with with just like the media and like the social media burner accounts. The other one just not says has the weirdest beliefs ever and just and off the court and, and is just not a, and he always doesn't want to focus on basketball. That's well, the Kyrie superstar Irving. wanted your job. He wanted you gone. Right. He wanted you and the GM gone. Right. I mean, like, and this is a whole player empowerment thing. JJ Reddick made a good point. I saw yes. it first take, and I'm going to echo too. what he said too. So I won't be plagiarizing. I'm going to paraphrase what he said. He said that I, like him, I do support the player empowerment movement. I support players wanting to get with the best situations they can. But the fact that they had to control, like, I want this guy. I want this coach. I wanted James Harden. I wanted LaMarcus Aldridge. I wanted all these. I want this DeAndre Jordan, and you have to pay him, and he has far. to start. I wanted DeAndre or Jordan over Jared Allen. I wanted all these things. I wanted to cut our good core before the James Harden trade. It's so much. It's way too much. This player empowerment movement has gone way too far, in my opinion. And I do not like how what this has come to. And um, I'll talk about Kyrie in the uh, next topic when you ask me this, but the fact that this hasn't gone well, I mean, I see Nash is not a great coach, but he was under the worst circumstances he could have been in. And yes, he is, he, he's not good, but do you really like want to like, he was never in the best position to begin with. He was a sheep fed to the wolves. Since yeah. How they- will we know that he's a, a bad coach? Like, I, I still don't know if he's a good or bad coach rail I mean, already has a determined need that he's bad. No, I was like, no, I, no, I don't no, know. Cause no, he was like, no, you no, said, he's, he's been in no, a bad, bad situation. He's bad. How, how is he bad? He's bad. I don't he's know. Bad. No, it did. It did. It just, you could tell from the rotations. No, do you know? Uh, out of time. My plays ATOs. Uh, you just, just, just some of the things he would draw. He was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I'm saying? It just, I personally knew he was a bad coach from the beginning. And I and I was and I've always said that I Nash just was he was there to play you know to roll the ball. But overall, they were talking about I mean just this next situation. You know, I just this to me I don't think there's nothing wrong with the player empowerment era because the Nets are the only one who really fuck it up. Like like and this only one player has empowered himself in the wrong way. Kevin Durant is the only one who doesn't has is the is the most egregious victim of the one joining the 72 win team, telling somebody to fire the coach. And like and, and like Sean Mark said some monkey ass shit yesterday where he said this has been going in place about for the last 14 days. Seven or oh, seven to ten days is the exact what was the season's only 14 days old. That's the part that got me twisted. It, it, I was so, like, so, what? So, so you basically, so I'm like, so my, my only question would be the Sean Marks up to start at eight. No, would, would that make a difference? You know what I'm saying? So, so if this has been in place for eight, seven to 10 days, you just got through training camp. Why did you bring Steve Nash in for training camp? Organizationally, that this is not just a Kyrie or Kevin Durant problem. This is a Joe 
side problem. So I, I was gonna say that. It, it, I think, the you first think, you time, think it has to do, I was just about to say yeah. it has something to him being the first time 16, owner, right? This is 16 years old getting your first keys to your car and you not know what you're doing because you should have drew the fucking he just like I said, I always say at the end of the day, if you run a team, the most important thing you should want is a player who care about just being in the front of it. So being on your team, being a player in the NBA without the other distractions and bullshit. So you kiss the championship assets you had goodbye and i would have made the trade for Jalen brown give me quality guys that just want to be a brooklyn net you know because man because i don't know sean marks you gm i don't fucking know i don't know if he's a good gm or not but I, I, in his defense i think he's a good general manager he has made so some too. good moves this is his first gm job though right yes i yes. think so. yes. yeah he's from the spurs he's, 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 from the he's spurs done some good jobs he's from I mean, the spurs tree yep yes we, we talked about it before we went on air like i did like that Brooklyn team that made the playoffs with no expectation with, with D'Angelo Russell. They were fun. They were a fun team. He's a good general manager. He's not a great general manager. He's made some few mistakes with the DeAndre Jordan one and bringing LaMarcus Aldridge, but he he's a good general manager. I don't think he deserves like a huge amount of the blame. I, don't I think, think so too, because all the other, not to cut you off, Matt, but not like if Kevin Durant wants to come to your team, you're going to say yes. All other 29 teams are going to say yes. Even if Kevin Durant says, hey, I want to come for your team, but hey, my weird friend wants to come with me. You guys want to sign him? Well, Kyrie too? got there first. I know. I know. It was uh, Kyrie's call. And, yeah, it was Kyrie's call. And, and, and at the end of the day, like, we I can't act like this is player empowerment. When Paul, when Magic Johnson got Paul West hair fired, yes. like code, like 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 people, like Mike Jordan got Doug Collins fired, um, you know, from Chicago. Like the like it happens. Like like coaches, like some of these guys are just yeah. ball rollers. If we left it to Doug. Doug wanted MJ to shoot seventy times again. Now, so. <laughs> ultimately, I think that the problem lies with the owner. He is the problem because I think he has this. Magical I will say this though that we got to give him more credit for this. He did stare in Kevin Durant's eyes and tell him, "I'm not trading you." Like yeah. that, he would a player of Kevin Durant's caliber. You, I don't, you know. Obviously, he has still had four years on his on his uh, on his contract. A player of Kevin Kevin Durant's caliber being told no when they ask for a trade demand has not happened. No, it doesn't I, happen. I don't think I, I don't mean to correct you on this yeah. one. I think he meant no as far as. Kevin Durant wanting Steve Nash and Sean Marks fired. Oh, okay. That's what he, I think. That, no. But they did tell him no on the trade demand. Like, I mean, like, they, they gave him – they set a huge demand. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, to get Kevin Durant, and partly due to the Rudy Gobert trade that occurred. Yeah, the well was already tainted because it's like, oh, they got five picks for him, and it's like, well, like what's they, Kevin Durant? That, <laughs> and they wanted, the, they wanted, like, the steak – Plus the plus the dessert of ice cream and cake, like that's what they were asking for, right? In exchange, so that's, that's true. Really, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so you well, you already hinted towards it. I want you. Obviously, we talked about Steve Nash and the firing Steve Nash. We haven't even touched on Ime, the potential hiring Ime Yudoka, which has been already confirmed by Woj and Shams, but was denied by us, uh, Sam. Um, so real quick, Sean, Sean I'm sorry, Sean. <clears throat> so I want you to talk about Kyrie and, um, what did you feel about his anti-Semitic comments in the post that he, uh, quote unquote says he did not support, but he posted it. 
I mean, like you should at least do your homework and research on it. I mean, in the anti-Semitic undertones in that, and you still like approved it. I mean, this is what me like as a, as a white American Jew has to deal with. I mean, Kanye West did this a couple weeks ago, last week and it really hurt me. And Kyrie Irving, I mean, what he did, I mean, the fact that he had to divide like a lot, tons of people because of this, I mean, it really hurt me in a lot of different ways. And, but at the same time though, I am not surprised because this is what us Jewish people have to deal with discrimination on a daily basis. And because there's so few of us in a population statistically, we get ridic- we get discriminated because of it. And Kyrie Irving, I, I made, he wanted to, he was, he was support. I don't know if he was supporting it. I mean, he posted on his Insta story, but he should have at least done research and he should have been more upfront and at least apologized on it. But no, he didn't understand. I should say he has, since we were recording, he has apologized him in the next. Yes. But the thing is he was under so much scrutiny and so much pressure to do so that I'm disappointed. He didn't do it at the moment. And I'm very disappointed. And I said on my Insta story and I'm both of you follow me on Instagram that the NBA should have taken action, at least suspended him for a game or two because of it and maybe give him a fine and maybe remove his title for the vice president of the national basketball players association. What the fuck? How did that that even happen? I forgot about that. He was who voted on that. Cause (laughs) I would have voted against it. I mean, like that, that is really what bothers me. And, but I really wish that, that us, Jewish people would be more like would be be treated in the same like respect and light. But unfortunately we all get discriminated in some way, shape or form with the relate religions and races. And I'm not surprised, but it's just, I wish that it would cut to the enough is enough at times. And what happened with Kyrie Irving, the fact he wasn't upfront about it in the beginning and said, I'm sorry about it. I'll work on it, but no, you had to wait until like he got so much flack and so much scrutiny because of it. And there was a th- this thing yesterday. It was during the Bulls Nets game. Then I, that I saw like the stop anti-Semitism shirts that Jewish Pete, that those that the court American side, male Jews the court size were, wearing, yeah. at court side were doing that. And, uh, and then Kyrie Irving kind of just like said, I appreciate it. Like in a sarcastic way, like, I'm not trying to speculate or anything like that, but I do think that it just bothers me. And it makes me sad that we are not treated fairly enough. And I wish we were treated in the same light. And unfortunately, but that's, but this is the world we're in, unfortunately for better and for, for, for worse, excuse me is that what we have to deal with constant discrimination, constant anti-Semitic rants. And unfortunately, that's what Kanye West did two weeks ago when he was randomly calling out Jewish people and randomly said that Adidas, I can say the most anti-Semitic things and Adidas couldn't drop me then. You heard what happened. This is a movement. This is a, this is a, a thing that is still going on, unfortunately. And it, but and here's what really bothers me. Myers Leonard, who went to my alma mater, University of Illinois, he was set it over a video game, and he was pretty much blackballed from the NBA. He was fined like a heavy amount, but 
at least he apologized up front about it. At least he's hitting himself about it. At least he's going to the Chabad, the temple that I that I would occasionally go to at the University of Illinois. But Kyrie Irving wouldn't apologize about it, and he would be defiant about it, saying, "I." He did say, "I meant I did." It's not about harm, but I was expressing beliefs in a certain way. The NBA would just be like a sort of slap on the wrist. Like I want that same energy with star players that do something like that. It shouldn't have to be just a normal role player. I want the same energy that's held accountable for superstar players when they make horrible anti-Semitic ignorant takes. And the fact that he's so stubborn and so ignorant because of these takes, it really fucking pisses me off that Kyrie Irving did that. And I'm going to say this straight up. Um, and I hope Jarrell would agree with this one for me. If the Lakers, I'm not saying they will, I don't think they will, but if they somehow trade for Kyrie Irving, I will never support them again because you're supporting an anti-Semitic, ignorant, aloof, condescending player. That's what I consider Kyrie Irving as. Mm. And the fact that he had to do all these things after he got ridiculed, uh, no, he's not getting an apology from me anytime soon because it took so much roasting and so much ridiculing for him just to finally just say, I'll help. So hopefully that answers your question. Sorry for going on. No, no, no. That all that that was all that was well said. Um, And the crazy thing is, and I think they they talked about this on um, on the low post that I listened today. Imagine if David Stern was still winning the NBA. Rest in peace to a R.I.P. Amazing running the NBA. This would have happened. Piece of shit now. No. like Adam Silver's a piece of Adam, shit. Adam, I, I wouldn't go as far as that, but he has. The it, there's shit, been some. There's been the some chinks in the armor. There's been some chinks in the armor, which was you know is gonna be was gonna happen. There's been some chinks in the armor, but this was definitely another miss by him because I feel like he could have done something to support. Can, can I go? Yes, please. All right. Um. So I'll, let me start off by saying, like you know, this whole fucking Kyrie situation. You know, it, it, it's. First thing first, I listened to that Bomani Jones. I think everybody should go listen to Bomani's podcast um, that, that he put out and he spoke on this situation. Uh, I went I went and I tried to find that video because I wasn't going to pay 12 bucks for it. I was like, <laughs> so I went and tried to stream it. Priorities. I went and tried to stream it and find the most illegal way to stream it. I could find it. <laughs> and I found it. And I went even on YouTube. It was just on some internet website. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I would just like, like, like the whole thing is like, you piss people off trying to be woke and Kyrie. Let me, let me, let me, let me, he may not ever hear this, but let me put this news flash for you, Kyrie. You're not an activist. You're just a ball player. You're just a ball player. You're not woke. You're not teaching anybody something new. You're not activist. You, you, you're just a ball player, bro. You, 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 you just play, you, you just hoop good. That's it. That's it, bro. You just hoop good. Like, like that's really it, bro. If your name was fucking Kyrie Smith and you fucking played shortstop in AAA for the Buffalo Senate and, and nobody would know who the fuck you were. But because you're Kyrie Irving and you dribble the ball well, you choose to be this aloof, weirdo, stupid motherfucker who wants to put out this shit. I'm like, bro, this movie And you average no 30. Fucking, 
Yeah, going. this have this have no substance. Like, I mean, I mean, and I'm and I'm the whole thing is like, it's not even about like supporting because I've been a Laker fan my whole life. When Kobe Bryant asked to be traded from the Lakers, I said, "Go ahead, Kobe. I I support the Lakers, not you." I would hope that the that the Lakers are smart enough not to get in bed with Kyrie Irving, not right, this yeah. Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't support him like he just be hired to treat Russell Westbrook. I'm always gonna support the Lakers, like like yeah. like, 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 like 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 so. I mean, it, it just if the the people who take it should take an action was Adam Silver, who's Jewish, who should have taken fucking action, who should have suspended him. Like like teams are going to like even the fact that teams they said there's no interest. Okay, fine. Yeah. So Bill Simmons, thing. not to cut you off, Bill Simmons reported on his pod that. They've been looking to trade him for two weeks. Yeah, he just exactly. talked about the league. It's just it's been two weeks since the okay. league started. Hey, now, now say yes. that. But I want now. Where's that that same energy going to be come free agency if he plays a year out? I, here's what I think. He's too radioactive. I, I think I think he's a radioactive ticking time bomb. I this I've said this to multiple people, and I'm going to say this here. He is the Antonio Brown of the NBA. He, Mitchell Kanye West. And Kanye West of the NBA. I mean, he he went in the right when he plays. Now I'm not talking about him as a as a person. You know how I feel about him. But as a player, when he plays, he's one of the most skilled players in the league. I'm never going to question his talent. I'm not going to slander his talent. He's a 50, 40, 90 guy when he's mentally right and he wants to play. When he wants to play, kind of like how Antonio Brown, when he wanted to play in Tampa Bay, he was still very productive as a wide receiver. But but when he when what he is now and the fact that you heard all the stories in Boston and you heard all the stories now where he would miss time uh, with the vaccine with the vaccination, he would just miss time because he just didn't feel like playing. And now this with the comments he's made and the fact that he that he wanted to be gone, the fact he didn't like playing for Steve Nash, the fact that he was kind of sick of really everything and Kevin wanted to leave and so did he. And the fact of the matter is Kyrie Irving, I see having zero value, like not little to know, just zero value because of those comments and because you're going to get all these things with him. I mean, he is zero value now. It's almost Russell Westbrook-ish to where yeah. what value does he hold away from Kevin Durant? But the thing I mean, is, like, the Nets literally have Russell two, Westbrook now. The Nets have two players that you can't even trade currently. Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Just think about their they're two, their number two and third highest paid players are untradeable. It's like untradeable. It's like two broken gifts you got, but you can't get a refund. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really what I consider it as. I mean, look. And and look, he and you say like about the about how how bad the Lakers are. The we're one in five, and we're terrible. I mean, yeah. Well, at least the Lakers like don't have any off court distractions. And right that's now. where I would say the Lakers should not. The Lakers should go Rozier, Buddy, like Kyrie. This this whole shit. I don't give a fuck how good. And looking at the roster, I realized Kyrie like it just wouldn't. It wouldn't even like you just make a lot of shots. But low key, it's not going to have to clam. It's not fixing anything. It's not fixing. No, he's not going to fix the. It's not fixing. Yeah, that's why I want to go another way. 
like, and, and I trust Rob. I mean, we're in the process right now. Here we Laker go. Nation. That's what we different right there. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Agree. I'm not, I'm gonna yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, you don't I, trust I, Rob I, either, right, uh, Matt? You with me? I, I I met him at summer league. Good guy, but I'm gonna be brutally frank. I I can't really fully trust him right now. I, thank you, Matt. You gotta thank trust you. the process, thank you, Matt. Matt, you gotta no, trust thank, the process. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that, man. Six games in. Look, man. We're in the process right now. Look, He's been here that, for three, four years. We talking about got a ring already. How many we, rings we, we had? That, listen, 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 listen. We had that. We had a good game against Denver Sunday night. We play the Pelicans in like tonight. pretty soon tonight, which is pretty soon actually. Yep. Maybe after the time we record this, that's the know. plan. That, that is that is the plan. For better for worse, I'm gonna watch that. I think they're but gonna the win. Point is, they're still one in five. Even though they had a good win against, but the West, but man, but the West is not the juggernauts in the West that were supposed to be juggernauts are not so juggernauts. Are we we shifting now? Are we shifting now? I mean, if you guys have nothing else to say about the about about the Nets, we can shift. But the juggernauts in the West aren't juggernauting. All right, but they're supposed to. But would you guys not agree that the market is going to dry up because of how crazy the start is is to this NBA season? This market is going to be crazy after Turner's comments on the Woj Pod. I would do the Indiana trade. I want to do the Indiana trade. Just, just, I mean, just, get, just look, get it. As, as good but he's as literally showcasing his shooting be. talent. Every game, he's shooting over 45% from three, shooting nine threes a game. Russell Westbrook. I'll what? Give you, I'll, look, Who I've is? been hating on Russell Westbrook and ridiculing him, but I will say this. He fits very well as the six-man role. He's played well. He's played very well. I'm going to give him some flowers. He's played well. Yeah. He played well even though they lost to the Timberwolves. And yes. he played very well against Denver. And I give him – and Darvin Ham really cares and really wants him to succeed, in which I, I respect that. And, I've all, and I like Darvin Ham. I think he's a he's, – he if he has the right – That's coach he has since Phil. Zach Lowe said on his pod, this is the most defensive – effort he's seen Russell Westbrook play since Oklahoma City. And I agree. I, I give him that too. I agree. Look, I'm not saying we should not he's, do the Indiana trade deal because I'm saying, yes, if we're continue to struggle more often with this, the, the six man rule, we have to do it. But I wouldn't want to, I want to see them do say 15 to 17 more games before I want to just kick the bucket on the Westbrook experiment. That's I mean, trust in the process. That's what Rob wants Liquor Nation to do. Stop it. So bro. okay. So Stop I guess it. I guess I'm on your side then. Again. No, my God. I Matt, told no. you, Matt. You this whole time you <laughs> my son. I told you, Matt, we gotta trust Palika, bro. Palika's a good guy. He just got dealt a bad hand. He just got dealt yeah, a I bad hand. Dealt a bad hand. I mean, but he, look. I think I think Westbrook fits well with the second unit. This is what should have happened last year. The only way that last year could have worked was if he was the sixth man role and he would have led the shock troops. And maybe and Frank and maybe Frank Frankie Smokes would still be no, here. Oh no! If Frank Vogel no, no, would no, still no, be no, here. No, no. <laughs> What's wrong with Frank? We want nothing to do with Frank Vogel. They were anymore. a top ten defenses every no, year. Frank had no. a, was a we head coach of the who Lakers. We want for the next ten years sitting there. Ham. <laughs> I, I like Darvin Ham. I like Darvin Ham too, but I'm just I, saying. I, I don't love the he's fact He's going to be there for the next 10 years. That's the next Pat Riley I, right there. I will say this. All I right. still don't love the shooting. This this is still the worst shooting. It'll be correct. I think it, it'll get better. It'll get better. Yeah, I, yes. They, 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 they shot pretty well against Denver. They shot like 43% from three, which is very good. Shooting is so subjective nowadays, you know. 
All right, so we're on the Lakers, <laughs> and, and I know a lot of people hit me up in the DMs, talk about all we do is talk about the Lakers. So I, you know, that was our Laker topic, right? No, no, that was our Laker I, I, time I'm, right I'm there. A, I'm a Laker fan. Just like we're, we're all three Laker I, I'm, fans. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of tired talking about them, too. Let's I'm a Laker yeah. slash Cavs. Slash, 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 like, slash, no, like, 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 I get it now. Like, I used to, always, <laughs> like, I used to ridicule Kevin so much when he was growing. Like, Kevin, like, why you switch teams so fucking much? He's like, I'm just a basketball fan. Like, now I like players. I like yeah, players. Yeah, now like, I'm kind of getting, like, I'm getting tired. I'm trying to tell shit. you. I'm getting tired of not going to. Because when tired of Larry O it, not being with us, I'm trying to tell you because, like, when you're in love with a franchise, you're literally it's you have to trust the owner. That's who you have to trust. You're not trusting the coaches and the players. They they're doing what they're. You're literally tying yourself to this owner that. And you know, I got only three cares snakes. About. I'm sticking my hand in the bag on with Jerry Jones, Jeannie Buss, <laughs> and the Sideburners. <laughs> No, 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 I got three fun. snakes I'm sticking my hand in the back here. God. I'm trying to see which one's Dude. not going to bite me. You, well, you speaking three, of owners. You have three of the most top-heavy owners. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of owners, uh, Steve Ballmer is the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, who we're going to be talking about right now. So just like right now, well, we did it again. Everybody talks about the Lakers and the Lakers' struggles. And obviously, people are talking about Philly, but nobody's talking about that other team in the other locker room that wears red and white and blue. And they, they're called, I'm sorry, they're called the LA Clippers. They don't like being called Los Angeles Clippers, whatever the hell the difference that makes. Well, th- th- there's just like no difference whatsoever. <laughs> there's no difference they whatsoever. Pick, they can pick whatever they want to pick. <laughs> they're, they're, they're always going to be like a second fiddle. I mean, right. that's all what's going to So be. I'm talking about the three and four Los Angeles LA Clippers. I'm sorry who are currently 30th in offense. Hey, Matt, real quick. Uh, how many teams are in the NBA right now? 32. Yes. So they're 30th in offense in the NBA. Um, A team that has Kawhi Leonard, obviously he hasn't played that much because he's played like two games, if I remember correctly off the top of my head. Paul George. Huh? <laughs> I was at the la- I was at the last game he played when he played the Suns. Yeah, right. and they got blown out that game. They got blown out that game. Everybody's for and I and and Rel is gonna ridicule me for this, but I I told him this. I I'm I'm gonna take my little hit right here. When we made our predictions, I said you picked the Clippers. I will pick. No, I did not. I said I would like to see 15 games of the Los Angeles Clippers play basketball before I make a decision. I have yet to see 15 games of this team together, so I I currently don't have a pick for the NBA, at least in the Western Conference. Um, but yeah, Kawhi's Leonard's knee has still been acting up. He he's he hasn't even made the road trip. The, the Clippers are currently playing right now. They're playing the Rockets. Um, like I said, they're 30th in offense. Uh, their defense, which is supposed to be one of their strongest standpoints, uh, they're not so they're they're middle of the pack on defense. Uh, they're 26 in assists, which again, from what's you know, with a team with John Wall, Red Jackson, you would think would they would probably be better. John Wall showing flashes though, so I don't want to put it all on him. He's you know, I don't want to. He's rusty. I, I, I. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I when I've watched them their entire games, I, I've liked the some of the flashes I've seen from Wall. Real, obviously, yeah. you saw them, so you, so you. He uh, can Dougie. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he's obviously he's not. Still, John Wall Wizards, but like I've seen flashes of stuff that I've liked from John Wall. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the other team in the locker room. The 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 
What do you guys think that you like so far? Uh, Rel, I'm gonna start with you uh, from the Clippers or what you didn't like. What, what What's not working? Because this is the strongest point of the, the strongest suit of this team. People will talk about how deep it is. And it's it weird, like it, but you know what? Like, you know, it's usually this whole Ty Lue's going to have it figured out, but now he kind of, he, he does it. I mean, uh, prior to that game for Paul George half versus the Rockets, he really yeah. had struggled too. Yeah. And then there was a game versus the, um, the, the Sacramento Kings that he played well in. And then prior to that, they lost two games first to Oklahoma City Thunder, which are games you just shouldn't lose with that kind of depth. And, and, and so I, I just think maybe the depth is caught up to them and guys aren't playing how they should. Again, guys are a year older. Marquis, Marcus Morris is a year older. Um, you know, they, they don't really have the backup center figured out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I and, and I, to be honest, I don't really care. I'm glad they suck. Uh, and I'm glad they, I'm glad they're struggling because it's weird though. this whole, I don't know. I'm going to say this and I'll let you guys go. This whole Kawhi shit is such bullshit. Like the fact that they bring him off. I mean, I understand that they, they bring him off the bench. He can't play back to backs, but it's like at the end of the year, you're gonna have to have people. You're gonna you're gonna have to need you're gonna need five or six guys you can trust in the fourth quarter. I'm like, and I look at their roster, and I'm like, I don't know, like how can they mix and match and choose out of those guys and say this guy is not working right now because there's too many. Like, like how can you honestly say you can play John Wall over the over big shot Reggie Jackson? Well, Reggie Jackson is obviously the better shooter. He hasn't been he hasn't been shooting well this season so far. I Reggie, look Reggie up his Jackson's stats been off to a very slow start. Yeah, he's not this shooting season. great. He's and, not shooting great like he's you know, has been I mean, I, I, but I don't know if this no. if this Clippers have a have if they have this Warriors will figure it out come June mentality. Because they don't have that same switch. Reggie Jackson's Warriors. shooting 25. Red 25.8% from the field right now. But I'll let you guys go. But I don't I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Ty Lue's a problem. I just think guys, I honestly think it's hard to have continuity. Well, it's different. When you have a player like LeBron, you can switch over your roster a lot of different ways because players have to adjust to different roles, but it's more the but this team is built on individual individual players. Like Kawhi is a, is a dog two-way, 25, guard your best player a game. So is allegedly PG. But like now when you lose when you lose both of that, it's like, I don't know. I, I just don't know if they even made the right move getting to the bed with it because that Kawhi literally was looks shitty. He's not even going to be able to play basketball next two years. Like, does he even care? Does he even know he's injured right now? Like, I don't even think he knows he's injured. I just think he just thinks he's on low manager. You know? Matt, and go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I hear both your points, um, but the thing that's that's very weird to me is the whole Kawhi Leonard situation. Like, look, and I get it. Like, I, in the, in somewhat of their defense, I know they want to be cautious for him in the long term. But the reason why they're off to a slow start, and my friend who's a Clipper fan said, I wouldn't be surprised. If Those we got- exist. Yeah, but, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, they do exist. But okay, my okay. friend did say that Kawhi Leonard, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they got off to a slow start because Kawhi Leonard's worked himself back into shape and they want to try to figure out Wall and their, their rotations and whatnot. That, 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 that's fine. When healthy, I think this is a, a really good roster. I mean, we could all agree that anybody that follows basketball will tell you this is like a, a lit contender on paper. But the point is, this is the issue that they had the first year, the same exact problems where Kawhi Leonard was going to take some games off. Paul George would want to take some games off. And if they are going to the lack of reps they have 
come playoff time, these other well-conditioned teams like Denver, Memphis, Golden State, if they get their heads straight out, like those teams will be ready for them and they will be less conditioned. And look, Kawhi Leonard, there was a report saying they're still like stiff there that he's upset because like he feels like he wants to play, but they're being way too overly cautious. And I get it. You want them in the long run. But if you just if you don't rip the band-aid off and like just see what it's what the scar is, like, and if you keep this way up, there's not gonna be enough reps coming. And Look, I'm not going – If look, I as much as I love the Lakers, I'm going to be objective here. I'm not going to just ridicule them this early sure. because, because, like, there's still time left. It's only – they've only – this is, like, their eighth game they're on right now, which is including their game tonight against Houston that they're currently playing in. I don't want to just rit- ridicule them, like, just because of the Kawhi Leonard thing. I would say this. If this is, like, game, say, 25-ish – and if this is still acting up and if they're like hovering around the 500 mark, I think there is genuine cause for concern. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I will say that there are other role players, which I expected to at least hold the fort down with Kawhi Leonard being out. They so far, Reggie Jackson, we just mentioned him. He has not been playing well at all this year. I mean, he's averaging less than 10 a game, but he's averaging around nine a game and shooting 25% from three, 34% from the field. That's not, that's a recipe for success. I mean, Paul George, he's, he was, he played great against Houston the other night, but other than that, he's been not great. And look, he's kind of working himself back into shape. Marcus Morris has been solid. Uh, Nick Batum has been hit and miss. Terrence Mann has been having a slow start as well. I mean, he hasn't been playing that great, um, in my opinion. Uh, he's shooting 28% from three, and he's never was a great three-point shooter. And Norman Powell has been okay. But John Wall, I'm not going to – I'm I, 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 I kind of rooting for John Wall, considering Same. what he's been through in his personal Same. life. And, like, yep. he's that still – That Tribune uh, piece, He was one yeah. of my favorite players yep. growing up. I, I, I'm rooting for him to do well. I'm going to – I'm going to – was one of my favorite for first signature shoes. Remember the Wall 1, Kev? Yeah, the Wall 1s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zigtex shoes. The Zigtex, yeah. Those were cool. I mean, I love those. I I think it's going to take a while for these pieces to click to to at least you there. But I will say this though this Kawhi Leonard thing is very, very weird Mm -hmm. because look, I get it that you want to preserve his minutes for when he plays for the fourth quarter because you need him in the clutch time. But this is just weird how they're going about his minutes. Like they're not starting him out in the game in a sixth man role. You don't play him till like, the first end of the second quarter, right? Yeah, I guess the Lakers. He came in like when he when I was at the six Suns minutes game, in the second quarter. He came yeah. in around the seven minute mark of the second quarter. He missed yeah. the whole first quarter. Just it's, played it's, the second. It's very. It's strange. it's like oh, some literally little kid shit. Where it's, it's like very very like very I, I don't understand it. And his he he's another kind of kooky kind of character because the way he moves, it doesn't like I don't even know if I want to play with him. Like I mean, look, I mean, and, look and, he and enjoys and it. Look, they're they have a window right in this era of the of the LA of the they better not have a window Steve Barmer doesn't he just he's building a stadium for, for that's, as what, we speak. that's what I was just gonna tell you they're building, they're building that stadium in Inglewood right near where the SoFi stadium, SoFi stadium is yep and they really want this to build their own identity which I get it like they're it's always gonna be a Laker town whether mm. whether 
people can hate, hate on me for saying this or not. It's always going to be a Laker town. I mean, mm-hmm. 17 titles. I mean, they, they, they are – when people think of Lakers, there's all – majority of people in L.A. are Laker fans. I'd say 90, 99.2%. Who's the first tip, uh, Clipper statue going up? Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. <laughs> I was statue? thinking only with Candy. I was thinking either Ola Candy or the brand Ola, man. Oh, the, who's the first Clippers? Why can't he be the statue? Who's your, who's your, I, yeah, statue I would, going I would maybe say, I'd maybe say. Sam Cassell? Maybe Danny Manning. Maybe Blake Griffin. Chris Paul, maybe. Those are like the only Billy names that can come to mind, in my opinion. I like All right, Christmas so uh, you guys touched on a lot of points, but you guys missed out one of the points that. I thought one of you guys were going to touch on, so this is great because I'm going to throw in something completely new. that Not new, but, like, that, ha- that hasn't been said already. Like, there is something to to be said about having too many guys, right? Like, because their, right. their roster is so deep that it might be too deep because, like, I'm looking at the roster right now. Like, obviously, the all the big hitters, Kawhi, Reggie Jackson – uh, 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 Marcus Morris, uh, Paul George, all these guys expect Norman to play. Powell, uh, Robert Covington, Paul. Norman Powell, all these guys, uh, Zubak, uh, um, really, all, everybody can play on the playoff. Team. All these dudes want Amir Coffee, who I've liked. I've I like, seen, I, like I liked Coffey. him, even, um, even they got this kid, Jay Preston. Like, there's uh, he, he, could be, he, he's, he could be a backup point guard somewhere. Um, I don't know if you guys listened to the podcast with David Miniman and Om mm, Yomasu. No, I don't. Yes, but I, don't I know. listened to them. I, yeah, they're, they're, the, it's, it's a good podcast. It's a, it's a really good podcast. It's, it's, David Miniman, yeah. They talk LA hoops, very in-depth. They're, they're very in-depth, I love it. They're very like, good. He, Om Yomasu, who follows the Clippers, said Amir Coffey has had multiple conversations with Ty Lue, like, yo, like, I want to play like I want to like, you know, you're a he's like, bro. and he's basically telling them like, well, you know, you're behind, you're behind this guy. You're behind this guy. You're behind. And like, you don't want to hear that for a, a player, a young player that's, you know, feel like he's played his dudes and he's played well when this team wasn't deep, when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were hurt. Like, again, if, if you're, uh, if you're Terrence man, you feel like you're a starter in this league. I know I would feel like I'm a starter in the league if I'm Terrence man. He was on like a bottom feeder team. He'd be a starter. And right. He'd, he'd be up, a starter. He'd put up at least eight, 15 points a game. At least. Exactly. He's yeah. Like he's really good. Like Luke, uh, uh, uh huh? Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard was the top three point shooter in the league last season at like almost like 46, 47%. He, from he, three he is, season. he's currently one of the better statistically, one of the better catch and shoot three point shooters we have in this league. And he, is very good from deep. Like if you leave him open, he will make you pay. And he, and and I'm I don't have it in front of me, but based off the games I've watched, he plays like less than twenty minutes a game. And yeah, for a shooter, that's very very tough, very tough to keep the rhythm. I I I just think, and Zach Lowe mentioned this as well. I know I'm bringing his name a lot, but like this team is definitely a trade candidate uh, candidate team. They're gonna they're gonna have to make some moves sometime because I think I hearing all these players whine for minutes is not going to do good for morale sometime in, in in the future when when they when it comes nut cruncher time when they want to worry about standings and obviously through the playoffs but also real quick I, before we move on and um get out of here i just want to ask you who is the leader of this team who's the leader of the clippers i'd probably say paul george i mean which look- is crazy 
I would agree too, but that's crazy. Well, Paul, Paul George is not a leader. Paul George, right? he he look, he he was he's more look, I I like him off the court. I mean, but on the court, I mean his load he would occasionally want to take games off. Usually when you're a leader, you want to play as many games as you possibly can if you're able to play and if you're healthy enough. I think Paul George is more of a lover than he is a than he is like a strict leader on a team. I think if he's like he's more of a friend than he is like a leader. Yeah, like, like if he's the leader of your team, what does that say? Because we know Kawhi has no like he's not a leader. He doesn't. Kawhi he's not interested. Leads, he's not interested when he's engaged. When Kawhi Leonard's engaged, he leads by example. Like with that. So the Tim Duncan Kawhi. style. Like with the like he wouldn't say a lot, but he would just play ball like when healthy. But it's so weird what's going on like with this team. Like the low management thing in Toronto worked because you had guys that bought in, and Kawhi Leonard was coming off um, a pretty serious injury in San Antonio, which people didn't know about really, and how the Spurs medical staff apparently screwed that up. I think players respect they were uh, he was already going to like a very well established veteran roster, mm-hmm. and like he could get away with missing certain games and yeah because they could hold down Pascal Siakam, uh, OG Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell. Like that team was still really good. That that team was scrappy and still really good. They still were scrappy. Like this Clippers team is a lot younger than those. Pretty much younger than those than that Raptors team. They're not as. I mean, look, they they're going to be in every game, and I have the high most utmost respect for Ty Lue that I don't want to just like write them off off. I mean, look, there were eight games into them. I mean, but I will say this, they're going to have to establish some continuity because yeah. like I said, if they don't have consistent reps and if Kawhi, they're, we're going to continue. If we're back in say March and there's, they're doing the same shit with Kawhi Leonard's knees. I'm going to say, like, what are they doing? Yeah, especially with after All Star break. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, Rail, do you have any any other things before we say we before we get out of here about the Clippers? I just think they invested into the wrong. You know, I I, I mean they invested into into the right player because at the time Kawhi was the better the best. Two Hanging him out, everybody was saying he and was he, the best player just, in the game, they, and they just signed him when he came off winning the Finals MVP. But I just think the game. what the, their real big issue is they never invested into a third banana. So like they they relied on two players who who are who are just gonna go back and forth on 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 who's gonna play and who's not gonna play. And they never got one guy that's gonna just be to solidify that third spot. He just rotated a bunch of good days between Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson Norm and in Norman Powell. But I think they need just a third guy, just just one guy to say. And that and, and that might come because like they're so deep. That and I Russell believe Westbrook. they can trade one of their picks now, at least like a uh, 2026. 20, I have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure they can trade one of their picks now. They they might be in business to 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 make a trade who, before. Let me ask Westbrook. you this: Who would they want to get? If you throw a disgruntled star, disgruntled star X, somebody's gonna be disgruntled, man. Um, Give me a name, like name, like. This <sighs> gave you guys one. We're Westbrook. Why uh, you guys uh, <laughs> a, a serious name. Um, if okay, so we DeMar talk, DeRozan. We, we haven't mentioned this no, team at he's all. No, fine there. He likes Chicago. He's I, I live here, and people I know people in the organization. They Demar loves the Bulls. The, 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 the he's he's happy where he's at. So this might sound far fetched. This is way left field, but this team is not playing well. And then we haven't mentioned this team at all. But you know the Minnesota Timberwolves aren't playing that well. 
what if they get in the Carl Anthony Towns sweepstakes and see what's not going to happen? Them? They they don't want to trade their best player. Ooh, Carl Anthony Towns is their best player? Mm-mm, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I look. Carl Anthony Towns is I, one of the better big man shooters. Sure, but I'm not having buying a bad, having everything. a bad season. Everything you're selling me is over thirty and fifty cents on the dollar because Anthony, they're all. I'm true. not getting. I'm not getting anything solid. Anthony Edwards has already complained about space multiple times. Well, they can't fucking play together. You, have you seen them play? I have. The, 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 that that whole style. That whole that's why. I'm, that and then I hate to bring up the Lakers again, but. There's no besides the Phoenix Suns who's made some separation. The big dogs that were supposed to be big dogs ain't big dogs that the Lakers can make up ground. I'm I'm telling you, Matt, they can make up ground because there's no real big dogs. Hold on, so should I, I take off time in June? I didn't. I didn't say all I, that. Now I, I I I hope you're right. I hope <laughs> you do after this after we finish this this interview. I yeah. hopefully we'll watch we'll watch a good game they play because I, I think they're gonna win. No Zion, a bi. No, this no, no Herb Jones, no bi. This game doesn't even count. If we what do you lose, mean it doesn't count? It, the Lakers need every to count. game counts. What, man. Every what are you talking about? I, talking? When a team doesn't have their like best, like Zion, bi, and, and like I mean, if you win, Zion's out too. Yes. Oh Wait, man, let's out? get this. Let's get this W. Let, let, let me see. Well, I know bi's out. He's still in concussion. I wasn't sure. I think Zion. Let me let me look that up. Zion Williamson. I think he's out. I mean, I think he's playing. I I thought he was playing last time I looked at it. He was playing. I don't know. No, he's playing. He's playing tonight. Yeah, real. What kind of what kind of stuff you saying? Herb playing. Jones. I know bi is still in concussion protocol, and Herb Jones is still hurting from something I can't remember. So, so yeah, I, I think they. I I, I think they can win tonight. I think they can I, I'm gonna tonight. say I'm gonna take the Lakers tonight. I think they can win tonight because LeBron's gonna guard Zion because he always guards the non-shooter. He's Zion's can't bully LeBron. Like you know, we could do a breakdown of that game, but I don't. I, they can. They're just gonna have to. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, gonna take stop the CJ. Lakers tonight. I, I think we'll the Lakers gonna get win. back. Went two in a row, and let's get this. Let's get back on track. There's let's no Giants do it. In the West. All right, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, man. We really thank appreciate you, Kevin. Thank on, you man. for having me. This was a great time. This was good, man. I, I and then somehow I knew we were going to talk about the Lakers. I was like, I, I was well, like, look, we're going to talk Nets and we're going to talk Clippers and we're going to go from there. And somehow, some way, we found some way to talk about the Lakers. That's all anybody ever wants to talk about is the Lakers, bro. <laughs> I never <laughs> run into somebody we're, who we're just the, wants to talk about Golden State in the world, <laughs> better for worse. Uh, Matt, if you want to promote your pile one last time before we get out of here. Yes. Yeah, so please, um, if you want to listen to my podcast, it's called Off the Dome. It's uh, with Matt G. It's available on Spotify, Anchor, Google and Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And it and um, please have a listen to it. And uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Jarrell, for having me on those millennials. No and problem. Uh, thank you so much. This is this was fun. All right. So for Matt G, for Jarrell, I'm Kev. Thank you guys for listening. We, we appreciate you guys and you guys have a good evening. Thank you.